Well, good morning and welcome. And the Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all. In the name of Christ our Lord. We are here because Christ has stirred us awake and has brought about this community of faith and has called us to this time of worship and especially today this time of thanksgiving. So uh, we see that by way of the bulletin cover this morning and we hear that word of thanksgiving as we share from uh, the book of Deuteronomy, uh, an act of thanksgiving on the uh, part of the people of God as they celebrate God's goodness. I look forward to sharing that message with you and pray a blessed thanksgiving for us all this week. As we gather, we know that Thanksgiving, of course, leads us into the season of Advent as well. And we have some significant opportunities before us in the season of Advent, um, namely uh, midweek services that will begin the last week of November. I believe that's the 27th. Uh, You're invited, along with the rest of this community, to noon services here each Wednesday during the season of Advent. Uh, Jill will play the organ. There will be a word and message. There will also be... uh, musical performances by members of the choir, and a brief celebration of our Lord's Supper. But I I know it will be a very enriching time for us during the season of Advent. Hope you will be a part of that. And I lift up before you as well the two small group opportunities that are before us during the season of Advent as well. A noon study uh, in the Uptown Ministry Center, and then 6.30 uh, each Tuesday evening during Advent, study from Matthew and Luke in regard to the birth accounts of Jesus. So I hope you'll take note of those opportunities before us as well. We gathered here yesterday in ministries of mission and hospitality in the Uptown Ministry Center. The food bank and clothes closet served many in this community. And then during the Christmas parade last evening, the gesture of hospitality, as we handed out well over 100, 150-ish cups of hot chocolate to our neighbors, and they were very grateful for that. I invite us now to prepare to worship God together.
Let us stand as we share in our call to worship. Come, let us celebrate the wondrous gifts that God has given us. Praise be to God who provides for us. May our hearts be truly grateful, and may we show our gratitude by the ways in which we live in the care of others. Hallelujah. go to God as we pray our opening prayer before us. Loving and gracious God, your blessings are countless and your love is never-ending. As we celebrate this Thanksgiving, we pray that you will open our hearts to you and to one another, that we may share the gifts you have given us in loving service to all people. Grant us joy of heart and may peace dwell with us. We pray in your holy name. Amen. And I invite us to proclaim the word of God together. We share responsibly in that word, which is the 146th Psalm, number 858, in the back of our hymnals. And we will sing the response as it is before us. I'll invite our Jill and our choir to lead us in that response. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises, my God, while I have being. Put not your trust in princes and mortals in whom there is no help. 
Happy are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps his faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. And the holds the widow of the orphan. But the Lord brings away the wicked to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, from generation to generation. Praise the Lord. Word of our Lord. Thanks. Thanks and I invite our children to come forward as we share in our children's time. There we go. All right, Tally. I love the excitement, <laughs> the enthusiasm. Hey, Kate. Good morning. Boy, this is a special week, isn't it? It is Thanksgiving, right? So it is appropriate. It's right that we have a time of Thanksgiving. We, we look back in our history and we say there was a time when, when some of the, uh, the early settlers here were so grateful that God had saved them that they said, we need to have a celebration of Thanksgiving. And it, it was right that they do so and it's right that, that we do that as well. But even if we go back way beyond the pilgrims and, and, and the pioneers who first settled in this country, if we go back to our scripture, to our Bibles, we find wonderful expressions of thanksgiving, wonderful words of thanks in our Bibles. Uh, if we read through the book of Psalms, we will see that among those Psalms, there are many that say, give thanks to the Lord. Remember when Jesus fed the 5,000? And remember when he had that last supper with his disciples? What did Jesus do before he gave the bread and the cup? He gave thanks. And even in some of the letters that we have as part of the New Testament, many of those letters written to the early church, letters by a man named Paul, often Paul would begin his letters by saying, I give thanks for you. I give thanks every time I remember you and think of you. So we as people of faith are people of thanks, aren't we? Yes? Okay, good. Well, as, as we approach Thanksgiving, just tell me some of the things for which you give thanks. Family? Tally? Your pet cat? Okay. Friends? Friends, that's a good thing. To, we, we, we could just sit here all day and, and give thanks, couldn't we? We're thankful for this church, we're thankful for everyone here, we're thankful for our meals, we're thankful for the clothes we wear, we're thankful for those who love us, and we're thankful that God has blessed us with so many of these things. So it's right that we come as a people of, of faith, and that we also come as a people of thanks, and that we, we remember that it is appropriate, it's right for us to thank God. So I hope that's something we do, not just this coming Thursday, but something we do all the time. And I'll share that I'm thankful for you and thankful for that you share in this time of worship, thankful for your faithfulness in being here. And I'm going to ask that we go to God and that we offer a prayer of thanks. And if you will repeat after me, let us pray. Dear God, we do thank you for all blessings 
for food, for friends, for family, for this church. And we thank you that you love us. Bless us and be with us now and always. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.
From Deuteronomy, the 26th chapter, verses 1 through 11, we hear the word of God. When you come into the land which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance, and have taken possession of it and live in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from your land that the Lord your God gives you, and you shall put it in a basket. And you shall go to the place which the Lord your God will choose to make his name to dwell there. And you shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, I declare this day to the Lord your God that I have come into the land which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean, Jacob, was my father, and he went down into Egypt and sojourned there few in number, and there he became a nation great, mighty, and populous, and the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. Then we cried to the Lord of the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror, with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And behold, now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in all the good which the Lord your God has given to you and to your house, you and the Levite and the sojourner who is among you. This is the word of our Lord. Well, I'm not sure which account of the first Thanksgiving feast you are compelled to believe. You see, the truth is we have a choice when it comes to deciding which account of the first Thanksgiving feast we choose to believe. You see, there is more than one account of the original Thanksgiving celebration. It may be the more noteworthy of these accounts, tells of a feast shared by English colonist pilgrims of Plymouth, Massachusetts, and the Wapanog people. Plymouth's Thanksgiving, we are told, began in 1621 with a few colonists going out fowling, possibly for turkeys, but more likely for the easier prey of geese and ducks. <coughs> Written accounts tell us they in one day killed as much as served the company almost a week. Well, it was about that time that 90 or so Wampanoag made a surprise appearance to the settlement's gate, perhaps unnerving the 50 or so colonists there. Nevertheless, over the next few days, the two groups socialized without incident. The Wampanoag contributed venison to the feast, which included the fowl and possibly fish, eels, shellfish, stews, vegetables, and beer. It was a rather disorderly affair, but still it, it sealed a treaty between the two groups that lasted over 50 years. Yet there exists another contender for the first original celebration of a Thanksgiving feast, an account closer to our home. For there are those sources telling us that in the year 1619, the first Thanksgiving occurred at a place known as Berkeley Hundred, an area which would later become a part of Anyone? Berkeley Plantation in Virginia. You head between Richmond towards Williamsburg, there off of Route 5, you'll find Berkeley Plantation. Well, on December 4th, 1619, Captain John Woodleaf led himself and other English settlers from boat to land, and once upon the land, they all thanked God for their safe passage. But there's one great difference regarding this particular account of the first Thanksgiving, because according to this account, there were no Native Americans present, 
nor is there any account of a meal resembling in any fashion the Thanksgiving meal that we will likely enjoy this coming Thursday. Instead, all of the settlers thanked God for their good fortune in surviving the voyage, getting to their destination in one piece, and then likely enjoying a meal of oysters and ham, though that still sounds pretty good to me. Well, after that day, it was declared that the same day would be celebrated each year as Thanksgiving, a day set aside to give thanks to God. Well, regardless of which of these accounts we choose to believe, we understand that behind the festivities observed this coming Thursday, the meals, the miles traveled, the friends and family hosted, the thanks we give, there is a particular story. It is a story holding within its heart the expression of thanks, the giving of gratitude. It is a story calling not for some weak and empty gesture of gratitude, but a story instead calling for some physical expression of giving thanks, some gesture of gratitude, some ritual in which there is again the experience of giving thanks. After awaking early one morning this past week, being a morning person, I took advantage of the quiet in our home to go to the laptop computer and continue the work I had recently begun on this sermon. The laptop was set up on a kitchen counter. I had my cup of coffee. I was enjoying a wonderful breakfast bake Paula had prepared. It was a dreary, rainy morning, and all of this lending itself well to, to working on Sunday's sermon. Now, in addition to the quiet, the coffee, the rain, a warm breakfast, there was also this. Next to the computer on the kitchen counter were placed some thank you notes, handwritten, which Paula had composed the night before. The notes were opened before me, already signed by Paula, yet they were not placed in their accompanying envelopes, envelopes addressed and stamped, because as is custom, Paula always invites me to add my signature to these thank you notes. So I wrote upon each of these notes my name, not that anyone could read that, and the notes were then ready to be placed within their respective envelopes, ready to be mailed to the person or persons whose kindness had inspired Paula's writing of these notes. Now, as I mentioned, I appreciated the opportunity offered by the quiet of this cold, damp morning to work on my sermon. This sermon, we notice, draws upon scripture as found in Deuteronomy 26. It is scripture often seen as Moses' last will and testament to the people of God. It is scripture instructing the people of God as to how they are to live as God's people once they enter this land God promised them. It is scripture speaking of ritual, of worship, identifying this people as the people of God called and set apart. It is scripture telling the people of God, once you claim this land of promise, you are to offer a portion of the fruit of the land to God once you enter this land of promise in the giving of these first fruits you are to give thanks to God. Did we notice? Did we notice in this offering of the first fruits, in this gesture of thanksgiving, there is the telling of a story of thanks. It couldn't be any other way. There cannot be the giving of thanks without the remembering of story. So this sermon before me, a work in progress, recalling thanksgiving. And Paulus notes of thanksgiving before me, and I then see, behind every gesture of thanksgiving, no matter how dramatic or how humble, there is the telling of a story. This is true for the people of God, 
holding aloft their baskets of fruit in the land God had promised them, hearts full of thanks, telling their story of salvation. This is true regarding these notes of thanks before me on the kitchen counter near my cup of coffee on a quiet, dreary morning just days ago. You see, behind each of these notes, these gestures of thanksgiving, is a story. Behind each of these stories is the recollection of some act of grace. It is the story of some gift given. It is the story of some experience shared. It is the story of gathering at table. It is the story of a favor performed. It is a story recalled again, a story experienced again in this gesture of giving thanks. Because in the offering of thanks, there is the telling of story. And really, it can be no other way. Now, I don't know how often we reflect upon the names by which we refer to our celebration of the Lord's Supper. Of course, we refer to the receiving of the bread and of the cup as the Lord's Supper. We refer to this sacrament as communion. We may refer to this sacrament as the Eucharist. We speak of gathering at the table of the Lord. Yet there is one more way by which we refer to the sacrament in which we receive the body and blood of Christ. We find this language to which I refer in our hymnals as we share in this sacrament. It is language in which we speak of the great thanksgiving. Now as we share in this great thanksgiving, we notice that this particular prayer of thanksgiving, recalling how Jesus gave thanks having taken the bread and the cup, is a prayer recalling the saving act of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now that's significant because it reminds us we worship a triune God. Yet we also notice this prayer directs us not only to this trinity, but it is a prayer that in pointing us to this trinity is a prayer taking us again through God's salvation history. Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, you formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world till Christ comes again in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Do this in remembrance of me, Jesus tells us, and in remembering experience again how God has delivered you and how God has saved you. Realize that God's deliverance of you, God's saving of you, is not an experience locked in the past. It is an experience as new and as real as this day, Realize all of this as you share in this great thanksgiving. So the instruction that Moses gives to the people of God as they enter the promised land, that's not at all far removed from this last meal Jesus shares with his disciples, is it? Look again at the scripture from Deuteronomy, the story there told. When you come into this land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, and you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean, Jacob was my father, and he went down into Egypt, and the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. 
And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And he brought us into this place, gave us this land, and behold, now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in all the good which the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. This story of salvation remembered in, within this act of thanksgiving, Moses' commands of the people of God. It's not a stranger to the story of salvation that is remembered as Jesus breaks bread and gives the cup the night before his death. And we understand in the giving of thanks, there is the telling of a story. Now really, each time we worship, not just the Sunday before Thanksgiving, there is the offering of thanks, the expression of gratitude. To put it another way, worship is always, and rightly so, an expression of gratitude. Worship is a means by which we say thank you. Worship is a time when we tell of what God has done for us. Worship is a time when we come before God, offering our gifts, offering ourselves, telling again our salvation story. Like those having gone before us, we witness to the fact, God has been good to us. God has blessed us. God has provided for us. Here we remember our total and absolute dependence upon God. Here we confess we have no life apart from this God. So now and always this is thanksgiving. Now and always this is opportunity to experience anew the salvation story God continues to write with us. Now and always we give thanks to the Lord our God for his steadfast love endures forever.
standing and we will share in this litany of thanksgiving as we respond to the word. Let us give thanks to God our Father for all his gifts so freely bestowed upon us, for the beauty and wonder of your creation in earth and sky and sea. We thank you, Lord. For all that is gracious in the lives of men and women revealing the image of Christ. We thank you, Lord. For our daily food and drink, our homes and families and our friends. We thank you, Lord. For minds to think and hearts to love and hands to serve. We thank you, Lord. For health and strength to work and leisure to rest and play. We thank you, Lord. For the brave and courageous who are patient in suffering and faithful in adversity. We thank you, Lord. For all valiant seekers after truth, liberty, and justice. We thank you, Lord. For the communion of saints in all times and places. We thank you, Lord. Above all, we give you thanks for the great mercies and promises given to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. To him be praise and glory with you, O Father, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And as we stand, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we are thankful, and each day you give us new reason to come to you with thanksgiving and praise and to know how much you love us. We give you thanks and pray that these gifts returned unto you would be a witness to our desire to worship and to serve you now and always.
we share in a responsive time of prayer that will differ slightly from our usual prayers of the people because this is a prayer that will be appropriate and specific to the season of Thanksgiving. So our responses differ slightly. As I conclude each petition of prayer, I conclude with the words, we bring our thanks, good Lord, and I invite the response from you, your mercy endures forever. I also invite you to name those circumstances, those concerns or persons whom you would like to name as we share in this responsive time of prayer, and then we conclude with prayer that Christ has taught us. We go to God as we pray. Let us give thanks to God, the God of all peoples of the earth, for the wonder and beauty of your creation and our place within it. We bring our thanks, good Lord. for our daily food, and for those whose work and skill bring your good gifts to us. We bring our thanks, good Lord. Your mercy endures forever. For the gifts and graces inspired in human minds and hearts, for insight and imagination, for skills which bring healing and fulfillment to the lives of many. We bring our thanks, good Lord. the light and shades of the changing seasons and their variety and consistency, for new life and growth out of bitterness and barrenness and decay, we bring our thanks, good Lord. For new hope and strength in our communities, especially in your church and among all you call to serve you, we bring our thanks, good Lord. For all in whose lives we see goodness, kindness, gentleness, patience, and humility, and all the fruit of the Spirit, we bring our thanks, good Lord. For the life we have been given, and for all those whom you have given us to share it with, we bring our thanks, good Lord. Hear our prayers, offered in the name of Christ our Lord, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We stand as we sing.
here we have remembered and we have given thanks. And now we go from this place as a people of memory, a people of anticipation, a people knowing that God blesses us, giving us every reason to be thankful this day and always. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. 